You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Holy shit! This is the 9to5 <laughs> entertainment system, and if I were to rate this on Scovilles, I would say this is 1 billion Scovilles for your ears. I don't think that makes sense. John, do you start? Yeah, I sure do. And we start by me trying to finish Superman Returns, which I don't because it sucks. We talk about Pacific Rim, bringing the color neon back. Thanks, Guillermo. Hi, NSA. We know you're listening. That's all our downloads. And uh, we talk about how football is crazy. Yo, what up, Brazil? And then we go back to talking about the NSA because it's seriously a big business. And a big business. That's great. And then we talk about the Canadian government and how Harper should go home because you're drunk and you suck and we hate you. Scott? That slides directly into um, pervert machines in the airports and how we send them off. Uh, national disasters. I don't any of it. We're talking about train blowing up in Lac Megantic and how Toronto is the new Atlantis. Uh, sinister trade agreements. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, trail off dramatically. Uh, the Go Man Diet. Uh, what the fuck? Gallon smashing. Uh, Sophie likes her rock that she lives under. Also, the music, I guess. Uh, Keith watches The View. We don't really cover that enough because he watches, he watches <laughs> The View. Uh, Scoville scale and how that measures spiciness. Speaking yeah, of spiciness, baby. Sophie. Yeah, that takes us right into spicy true blood. And to Scott's dismay, Keith gives us a few spoilers. Um, Segways into Ender's Game, the movie, Who, and here's. Yeah, but we didn't move Ender's Game. It doesn't matter, I move. Fucking terrible, and yes, I finished it. No, I got to like ten minutes away from the end, and I was so unwatchable, I fucking stopped watching it. But he he lifts up a continent made out of kryptonite, like really throws it at the sun. That's the fucking god damn it. That's how that's how my mom taught me that you win. Was by lifting up. I I I, it it it, like nothing in the movie was good. Nothing. Nothing. So even despite with the like, I'm going to watch it. You can fucking. The thing, the thing was, it's on DVD, and I was watching it on my actual TV, so it's not like I was like the games at the same time where I could just ignore the shitty parts, like I do with so many movies, and 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 it was like not even worth it. I was just like, I would, I would like the literally the ten minutes left of this film, I would spend it 
doing were, anything. You were just sort of like, well, I started watching this movie about an hour and a half ago, and I mean, presumably that was the last time I jerked off, so... I could just I could, I, just, actually, I could just be jerking off 20 minutes sooner than waiting. That, that's actually exactly right, because <laughs> I, w- I was working out while watching the movie, and it turned into two workout breaks, you know, and I, and I like to bookend workouts with masturbation. So there you go. I see. Raise John, more John calories does this going. with all of Brian Singer's movies. Like, <laughs> usual suspects? I don't even care how this ends. <laughs> worked out way better with Sucker Punch. That's not Brian Singer. No, you're that's right. Zack that's, that's Zack Snyder. 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 Oh, yeah. That's because I was thinking of The Good Superman that was directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> I see. Matt Cowboy didn't like The Good Super- New Superman. D- Matt, Matt Cowboy has little problems with a lot of films that come out these days. Yeah, I look, look, man. I, I just saw Pacific Rim, and this segues perfectly into that, con- into that conversation. Like, if he, you, he thought Pacific Rim was garbage. If you want to go to a movie like Pacific Rim and find the ways that it is garbage, you can do that. Like, it, it is not hard. The big same robots thing, fight big aliens. Th- th- that's the whole fucking movie. And, like, the movie has no... Like, there's an opening montage where they're like... First, everything was okay, and then a thing opened in the Pacific, and monsters came out, and it was bad, and then we built robots, and, like, that's where the movie starts. It doesn't even, like, fuck around. All you, you go to see it to see really shiny monsters getting beat up by big, sparkling robots, and it's fucking great. Well, Gamma Del Toro involved, he, right? he He does it, man. His use of, this is crazy, his use of color is incredible, because, you know, like, in big, fancy, fast-moving action movies, sometimes you can, like, lose the, the sight of what is going on. Right. And all of the kaiju had kind of, like, neon highlights on them, and then the neon color was always unique to the kaiju. So even in fights where there was, like, four robots and there were, like, three kaiju, you could always tell sort of who was going against who because the color of the kaiju was all different and, and really... So, like, succeeded where Transformers failed. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> like, it, it was, like, despite the fact every, every one of the fights turns into, like, a robot punching a fucking a monster, like, they're all riveting in their own special little way. <laughs> Also, the, the cast. I love the cast in it. It's Hellboy, yep. it's uh, Charlie Stringer Day. Bell, and Charlie from It's Always Sunny. And yep. Those are the three guys I want to see fight giant what is, monsters. Is, is Charlie Day a pilot, or is he just like is a lackey? Or is okay, he... this, is the, this is the best part. It is impossible to take Charlie Day seriously in anything he does, because basically he's Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Right. All the time. He, he can't lose the voice. So in this, he's a scientist, which <laughs> makes him like extra unbelievable, because seeing Charlie doing science... No, but it kind of makes sense, right? If we did build giant robots, I think that we'd have to rely on Charlie Science. Like, well, <laughs> just be like, this is so crazy. It just he, might work. That's what I'm saying. That's that's, a, that's exactly his role. Is to, he comes up with a, it's just so crazy it might work science <laughs> thing, and then he does it. It's wonderful, and he actually has scenes. He none of the other characters ever meet um, uh, Hellboy. Why am I Ron, Ron Perlman? Perlman. Ron none Perlman. of the, none of them meet Ron Perlman. It's actually just Charlie Day and Ron Perlman, and they do like almost like a slapstick vaudeville comedy act between the two of them. They're both such caricatures that neither of the characters is possible to take seriously. But they <laughs> put, like the chemistry between the two guys is fantastic. Cool. Yep. So we're gonna give it an official recommendation. I, like I totally recommend it. But if for, if you think like I, I would go to a movie theater and sit down and not enjoy robots punching monsters, like don't go see the movie. So That's it's like if you're, if you're hoping for like. Asimov, high science fiction. Is yeah, not that now. is not there. It's robots even punching. It's robots punching monsters. Uh, monsters. Although one thing I will add, the C- the 3D was impeccable. Yeah. It fucking worked. It looked amazing. The like you could tell the, f- the the movie was filmed for 3D, and the the like the depth always added to scenes, and you were never like distracted. Like ooh, now he's throwing a rock at the screen. You know, like gussy up the 3D. It like it like just added to the movie and didn't take away from it. That's when good because you... Hellboy 2 was not that. It was in 3D and it wasn't. Yeah. Great. I don't yeah. even remember the Hellboy 2 ever being in 3D. I never watched it, it in 3D. It I liked 3D. the guy's hat. When it they go down in the city, and then there's the guy's hat that's a big cathedral. It was Hellboy 
versus the Golden Army, and he yeah. fights the Golden Army in like a fiery pit, so everything was kind of red and yellow. Yeah. And well, gold, and it just the 3D just made everything look kind of Why is your girlfriend washed out. Me? I don't know. This totally added to it, and I was That's not cool. suffered from Stone that. Answer. I, uh, it was wonderful. Which, so, 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 what about you, Scott? Well, I got a whole bunch of topics I want to touch on. Uh, first one I want to talk on is just I want to say hi to all our loyal listeners in the NSA in the United States. Yeah. That's, hi, guys. Great. You know what? Even last podcast, I was like, man, why didn't we talk about the NSA? And I felt bad. Like it's, right. I, don't, I don't get it. What's... Okay, so there's this guy who works for the national security in the United States. Uh, Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden. And he finds out that this government organization is basically copying everything on the internet, every email, every video, oh, every Oh, is this about the message. spy thing? Yeah. So this, yeah. this guy literally went on record being like, if you have sent an email, I was sitting in front of a computer that could read it. Right. If you were Barack Obama or if you're a little useless you, I could pick up your thing and read any email you sent. And, and okay, we save them all this. even if we can't. Yeah. So there's like this gigantic data center storing okay. everything. Yeah. Okay, cool. And he said, but this is not actually legal. It goes directly against well, no, the United it, States it, Constitution. It is legal because a secret shadowy group of people decided to change the law to make it legal, despite the fact that it violates a whole bunch of tenets in the Constitution. Yeah. That's what it is. And then the American government said, okay, you are now a terrorist because you're releasing national secrets to the public. Of course. So he ran away and landed in the Moscow airport where... Russia said, no, you're not allowed in. You can stay there, and we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. And then he started asking other countries for asylum because uh, the United States wants you? to put him in, like, Guantanamo. Disappear prison, yeah. not, not the nice prison. The yeah. one where you, you, like, end up naked in a room that's, like, three feet by three feet for the next ten years. Why aren't we in playing the, the Imperial March in the background? In, <laughs> in the negative zone, basically. Yeah. Like, it's just... Right. Mr. Fantastic opens a portal to a jail in another dimension, and you go there. And that's really just because Tony convinced him to, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did they never think about doing that with Hulk? Why the whole Planet Hulk thing, when they could have just put he him in a... He through the negative zone. What? He could do anything. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay, anyway, It sort of did. It put him through, like, a wormhole into another planet. Yeah, I know, but I feel that... Because, like, the negative zone is still a place, and he would still wreck that place. So? <laughs> Isn't it pretty <laughs> shitty anyway? Well, Annihilus keeps breaking out of the negative I zone don't know to take is. over. It's like a big green monster. <laughs> <laughs> a big cookie monster. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, yeah, yeah. so to make things even more excellent, uh, all, the qu- all the countries he asked for asylum, Venezuela gave him yeah. asylum. So he's going to go... As did Ecuador, Chile, uh, a whole bunch of South American yeah, ones. He's, he's just, going to Venezuela. Just, wait, <laughs> hang on. Is he really good at playing soccer? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter because he kind of pisses off the United States and there's nothing that Venezuela loves more than that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of soccer... <laughs> Did you hear about the, the decapitation? Yeah. We're actually speaking of something. No, I just <laughs> fucking shoehorn that like a motherfucker. Did yeah. you hear about the decapitation? Yeah. He I was quartered. He was quartered? Yeah. I don't know. I saw them reattaching his head on Live Leaks. Or like putting his head on the body next yeah. to his... Yeah. I don't know how I should feel about the fact that I'm only learning about, you know, worldly events when we record podcasts. On our geek I, I hope... This has been going on for a month. Like, you have to be living under a rock. And not all to of our I do live under a rock, John. Wow. Yeah. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Who got decapitated? Okay, of so was, this is a completely different story. It's yeah. uh, not related to the answer. I had a, had a no. big soccer match. A referee made a call that the home crowd did not agree with. So they stormed the field, grabbed the referee. You're skipping a part. By making a call, you mean stabbed a player. 
He stabbed a player. Yes. Yeah. He made a call, got into a well, fight with the player. Got, yeah, got into a fight with the stabbed player. Stabbed him. The, to be fair, the, the player started the fight. He, in defending himself, he pulled out a knife and stabbed the guy. Yeah, but why is there a knife in a referee's pocket, John? That, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> but let, let's be fair. He, I don't think he threw the first punch in this, in this no, scenario. Yeah, Unless you I, consider making a bad call. Yeah, 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 yeah. From, from what I understand, yeah. is he, like, he like, threw a card or whatever, and the player got like crazy, and the ref stabbed the player. But to be fair, that's then, never supposed to happen in football, right? Players are like never supposed to get in the face of the. Oh yeah, the refs. it's not like yeah. baseball. And then, and then the fans stormed the field and quartered the referee. Literally Jesus cut his head Christ. and limbs off. Where was this? Brazil, home of next year's World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and the Olympics. <laughs> and, the Oli- and the Summer Olympics. Wow. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. No, but it's like if you look, like, I was like, I pulled this up on a map. Like it's like in like. Brazil's a pretty fucking big place. It's, yeah. like in, it's, yeah, in, yeah. it's in bad part of Brazil. It's not in, like... It'd be like if that happened in, like, way up north in Quebec. Like, if there's, like, a grizzly murder. Like, okay, yeah, it's still a grizzly murder in Quebec, but it doesn't necessarily impact on how Montrealers are living, you know? Like, I don't know. We have plenty of grizzly murders. Oh, in Montreal here. also. Yeah, no, no, like no, don't get me murder, wrong. Murder but it's just that, like, it's... It wasn't, like, a big match and, like, whatever else. It was, yeah. like, it was yeah. local teams playing local teams. Which, so is, which are still, like, enough to pack a 70,000-person stadium, mind so, you. So what you're saying is if roller derby makes it into the next Olympics as an exhibition sport, our referee friends should bring their switchblades. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just Absolutely. in case. Knives in pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I was like, what kind? But like, Sharpened whistles. That was, that was the part that, like, confu- not, not the part. There's plenty. From start to finish, that whole story fucks me up. But, like, the fact that the referee just apparently had a knife on him. And I was like... Like, time well, to referee. Hold on, hold on, hold like, on, hold on. This is the bad part of Brazil. You just said. How many people <laughs> out of all of the seventy thousand people that were there were carrying knives? It could be a big number. Enough like I don't to know how shitty. Up. <laughs> that, that's true. There were there were there were implements on hand to draw and quarter a human male. <laughs> I think we're missing the main picture here. Is that there's a lesson to be learned? Kids, don't carry knives. You will be drawn and quartered. Well, what I if you bring? So. No, it, it was the guy who didn't have a knife who was drawn and quartered. Oh, I thought the, no, the referee, referee had was drawn and quartered. Oh, the referee yeah, was right, drawn and right. quartered. Yeah. But he was right knife. to hold a knife because there were people there who were able to draw and quarter. Willing, yeah. willing, not able, willing and able. Like technically, I mean, I'm pretty sure that. If We're we all able. If exactly, yeah. if the three of us really put our minds together, there are we could four draw, people in this yeah. room. I was like, we could draw and quarter one or the other one. I wouldn't do it. I know, but I'm saying, but we. Sophie would be the one drawing. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> no, we no, I'm exactly. just way too tired. It's way easier for us. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> Practically I, opening I the door here. I wouldn't put up much of a fight. You guys exactly. go nuts. Anyway, I'd be really angry if we didn't keep talking about the NSA thing. It flips okay. my shit so hard. Why is the Harper government okay with this? All of our shit, we are literally being spied upon by our closest national neighbor. And there is even, like... And they don't even relink. No, that's the thing. That <laughs> there's, they do, though. But that's Here's the, the deal. That's really yeah. pissed off. Because they have uh, a trade of information rights, the Canadians are not allowed to read our emails, but they are allowed to read our emails that the Americans give them. So the NSA gets our emails. Harper's government says, hey, can we have some information about person X, which they're not allowed to acquire in Canada, but the U.S. is allowed to acquire it because they don't have it. And are allowed to give it. And allowed to give it to the Canadian government. So we're cutting Ronan out of the email chain. It doesn't matter. I know, I know. So that's the other interesting part is that you think like, oh, well, I'm I'm living in Sweden sending an email to somebody in Denmark. My shit isn't going to be affected. But in fact, it is because the spying stations are all done at the tier one node is that the word? Yeah, in Virginia. Tier, tier one nodes where, like, all of international traffic. Who? In Virginia. <laughs> Her? Who? <laughs> yeah. Most, most, most international traffic does, in fact, bounce through the states at one point or another yeah, exactly. because it's going between gigantic high-level internet There's providers. Like five of them or whatever, 
right? Seven, I think, is what it is, or nine or something. But you it's still a very small started? number. I think some guy was just really pissed off that his girlfriend wouldn't send him pictures of his boobs while he was away working, so he decided to steal everybody else's girlfriend's boobs well, that were being emailed. This is Maybe. pretty fucking intense, like, the uh, the level of this that's going on. That I send pictures of my dick to random people all day long. I got random picture of a dick by somebody who accidentally, I quotation marked that, accidentally sent it to me and then apologized. Didn't you once story. send that to... Keith? No, 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 no. Or was I that never, on purpose? I never see Sophie's ever. Yeah, I've never did. sent no. Keith a picture of my dick. No, not once. No, I seem to remember being it was around blue. with it Yeah, was it was blue. <laughs> yeah, I sent was, you a blue was penis? Just, that was just the upper area. That wasn't any, like, detail. Uh-huh. I sent you a blue penis? No, you blue patch of fuzz. No, it was never blue. No, pretty sure. Oh, you mean at Fido? Yeah. When I took a picture of me dyeing my pubes pink? pink. There we go, it's pink. <laughs> she showed everybody that. Exactly. It only showed hair. It didn't show so, anything so else. So now you're complaining. I never saw it. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Scott's like, well, I never saw it. I actually wrote to our MP about this fucking NSA thing. <laughs> so you wrote to your MP about <laughs> Sophie's pink pubes? Because that's a hell I, of a letter. I'm furious. Does MP, does MP stand for mega pussy? Member of Parliament. Member of, Parliament. member of Parliament. I want to find out what our government is fucking doing about this. I don't. I don't feel okay with this. Yeah. Do you expect a reply? Yeah, I do. Do you think you'll get one though? No. Who, who's the but, MP in this um, in your writing? It's. Uh, I'm actually in Westmount. I sent it to the wrong one. Uh, I sent it to the <laughs> one for Verdun and whatever. Yeah. I didn't. Re- I didn't know. Oh, no, I thought Mark Garneau is our MP or your. I just moved, so no longer our MP. But yeah, no, but no, you just change your yeah. name and be like, oh, my name is Scott. Anyway, wh- whatever. I, right I, I, I didn't put details about who I was. I was just like, hey, I live in your riding, and I want to... I forget what her name yeah, was. It was like Catherine Duo or something. Or other. My, my MP yeah. is the, uh, the guy from 300. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The guy yeah, who gets the, kicked in the hole. No, not that guy. The, the guy who says, with the curly mustache, who's like, our arrows will blot out the sun. <laughs> that, that guy is my member of parliament. He's nice. my representative in federal government. Okay, so where, where, where are you going with? Uh, right I, just, I just want him to blot out the sun with arrows. <laughs> yeah. Then we will fight in the shade. <laughs> yeah, so... That'll always get my vote. Man, this is like absolute fucking craziness. Just like, just in general. The yeah. Canadian government, like right now. With the fucking, the, the pipelines and the oil. Exploding and the, everywhere the, 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 the and... tar sands up in like fucking apocalypse they've made out of parts of Alberta under new legislations. Yep. The fucking, the protected, the protected lakes and rivers. I don't know if you saw about that. No. There was like... There like was like it, a thousand of them before? And now there's like 20. What? <laughs> yeah, they like, because they, in order for it to be like considered, it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, you can suddenly start like strip logging these other areas, but it's like full protection. Yep. Would like apply to like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Canada's lakes and rivers, and then they passed like another like classification system. We're now only like like less than thirty. Our, our minister of science went on record last week as saying that unless a scientific advancement promotes industry and revenue in some way, it is not valuable. It's not wrong. Uh, yes, it is. It's, it's wrong. wrong. Once again, I'm reminded that Keith is German. <laughs> oh, completely wrong. Yeah, but. At the same, not to say it's completely useless, but it's going to be does, super does, hard to get funding. Does sending but a, it shouldn't be. It does, shouldn't sending be a man, funding. does sending a man to the moon profitable? No. Absolutely, except gold in the moon. Except all of a sudden you get, all this, you get all this science about iron. sending stuff into space, and then you have cell phones. Like, yeah. yeah. Which everyone pays 50, 60 bucks a month for. And it's because of a gigantic satellite network that would never have happened if we hadn't had the space race in the 60s. And camera phones, because they had to make small cameras. To send pictures of our genital hair. <laughs> 
Just I didn't send it. I was showing it at work. Just old school sending. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying, and I was being just a dick. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm also furious about this NSA thing, and, I, I, like, I don't even know what to do. Like, what, what does an ordinary person do? How, when, do, how do you write an email to your MP? You're I know. Like, fuck. <laughs> Shit. They know. I know. This is how the Unabomber happens, and, Canada. And let's, let's uh, like, take it to, to a more down-to-earth thing. Like, do you remember the whole thing, the whole idea behind the spying network is that it's going to catch terrorists. Did it catch those two idiots in Boston? Like, those guys are, like, like for, they, they were idiots. They were though? complete fucking idiots. Not, not, we're not talking about, like, an organized Al-Qaeda, even if they are organized kind of spying, because those guys don't use fucking Facebook, which is what this NSA shit spies on. That's what the idiots in Boston were using. They were sending Facebook messages about this stuff to each other, and did they fucking get caught? No. Did gigantic bombs get blown up in the Boston Marathon? Yes. What the fuck? I'm so I'm and, so And if they enraged. were catching people all the time, they would be paraded. Absolutely. It would be like justification. Like in this whole month long of mess since Edward Snowden came out with this stuff, not one example has come out of them being like, no, 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 we seriously did catch these guys. There was like 10 people who were going to blow up a dirty fucking nuclear bomb in the middle of L.A. Hasn't happened. I'm not saying it's aliens. <laughs> right. But it's aliens. No, that's it. If they, if they came forward with fucking... A litany of examples, you know? Even a few. Like, even a serious threat that was stopped. Yeah. Just, like, you don't even need, like, a giant list. If they were, like, no, guys. They were fucking, like, a big fucking bomb was, like, in planning to get put onto a fucking plane. Yeah. And we'd stopped it because of this. You'd be like, oh. I wouldn't necessarily feel good about it, but it'd be at least, like, your shitty methods did something. No, instead you have the TSA taking nudie pictures and storing them in a database somewhere yep. of everybody traveling in North America and then... Well, not anymore. And okay. not catching... Fuck just, that. Just for the looked. record, the TSA Instagram account is the best Instagram <laughs> account on, on Instagram right now. You've heard the backscatter scanners? Of course not. So there are these machines that they... So lives under a rock. She also doesn't leave. Right. The ca- in, a, in a cave on Mars. So they put you in this machine and it like scans you. And you're like, yeah, okay, I got scanned. Whatever. Now everything's safe. What it actually does is send microwaves that bounce off of your skin and they take a picture of you naked and you're sort of standing there spread eagled. Oh, and you so, mean in the airports? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. But, but the thing is... They, there are tons of examples of these pictures getting leaked out, and it's not like this stuff is private. Once a thing gets on a computer, it's forever. Like, yeah. if it touches the internet, it's never going away, as is evidenced by our pals in the NSA making copies of it all. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. We, we went traveling, sort of, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I refused all those scans and made a hubbub, and fucking nobody, nobody knows. Nobody does anything well, about it. Well, they're stopping. Here's, those, here's my those scans are completely stopping. Really? They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, either now... Because even the guy, if you were talking, like one of the guys was talking about, he's like, yeah, he's like, we're still using it, and yeah. it's like Washington was one of the last ones to be using it. Yeah. Because, and I mean, at the same time, it's fucking Washington, right? Like, yeah. if it's gonna, gonna move slow. down the street, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, wa- like, a lot of them had been decommissioned, and they're both fit, those particular scanners are being officially decommissioned, not just from privacy things, because they're also ineffectual. Yeah. Like, if you put. Like the, the, a flat, like handleless knife up against your leg, like there's a good chance you can't see it. Yeah. So they're like, not only is this a weird invasion of privacy, it's also ineffectual. So they're scrapping those. Yeah. At the very least. Maybe for the wrong reasons, but I don't know. Being ineffectual and being an invasion of your privacy, yeah, that's no, no, too no, good they're, fucking they're, reasons. They're scrapping them for being ineffectual, not yeah. for the fact that they were taking naked pictures. Yeah. So, uh, how about this idea? Okay. Uh, I download a torrent of Pacific Rim and I send it to you via email. Yeah. The whole, the whole file. NSA copies it, puts <laughs> it on their servers. 
When does the RIA get involved? <laughs> Did you hear about that? When the, does MPAA file a lawsuit against yeah. the NSA for copying a file? Copyrighted. Is that material. team there that was like scumbag hip hop artists? Raps about being criminals gets mad when people steal their music. <laughs> Goddamn hip hop. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So Industrial disasters. Lac yep. Megantic. We just had a big train. It got blowed up. Did you guys see the video of like the, the whole fireballs. city burning? Holy what I just just what I thought was just particularly strange was the fact that it was, there was like a city on fire in Quebec, and then Toronto was underwater. Yep. Like at the same time. Going on secrets. No, I saw it. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Uh, so other other disasters are a plane crashed outside of San Francisco, <laughs> and what makes it funny is the local news reporters uh, believed that the pilot's name was Sum Ting Wong. Uh, what? With the rest of the cabin crew being named Y Too Low, Holy Fuck, and Bang Ding Ow, <laughs> and they reported this on television. Yep. What? There's I know. a screen cap. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but... So what, what was the exact story about Lake Megantic? Like, what, what happened there? I don't know if I, I so got there, it. So this is a thing, a train with 13 engines mm-hmm. and 60 uh, containers of crude oil. Blech. And they stopped the train so the engineer could go to sleep uh, one city away okay. in Nantes. Puts on emergency brakes. He puts on the emergency brakes, and then one of the engines catches fire. So he runs back in, and the firemen go, and they put out the fire, and they're like, wow, that was crazy. Yeah. And then everyone goes home again, and then the train starts to roll. (laughs) Choo-choo! Holy shit. And then it rolls all the way into the town of Lagmagantic, where it derails, because there's no one on the train. Right. And it goes through, like, an urban center where the tracks aren't as, as wide, and... Well, it probably hits a turn going too fast or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or just like those weird concrete places where cars can drive over the train tracks and yeah. not, the rails aren't as sturdy. And uh, explode. Crashes. 60 things of crude, crude get oil. blowed up. And they all start to light themselves on fire. And then they blow up. And then they blow up and they blow up and they blow up. And the crude oil starts spilling into Lac Megantic <laughs> all over the town. And it, it was in the around 2 or 3 in the morning so yeah. all the and it crashed right in front of a bar so there were still people in there drinking holy shit uh, killed like 50 people in this town uh, almost instantly no one could get out and big disaster yeah well no shit what's even the population of Lac Megantic like, like what 6000 so 50 people dying out of 6000 is a goddamn lot yeah yeah like, it would be like 50 people dying at Dawson yeah yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's like, well, that's 1%, so it would be like 600,000 humans just, like, instantly dying. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Six million, my bad. Six million humans okay. dying. And it's more than 1%. But yeah. And uh, this brings into question uh, a whole bunch of issues, because the pipelines in Canada are maxed out, and they can't build anymore. Right. So there, a lot of the oil is being shipped by train. Right. Uh, the government regulations for hazardous materials, uh, they've had, they've been weakened over the past 10 years and they've had their budget slashed. Uh, the company that did this, uh, Montreal, Maine Atlantic, mm-hmm. has also cut their budgets and they used to have two engineers per train. Now they only use one. Right. 
didn't the same thing happen with the bridge in Calgary, where they cut all of the requirements for inspectors, and then and then there was a train on the bridge during the Calgary flood, and uh, like the bridge just gave the out. The bridge gave out, yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's like fucking. I mean, it's the same thing with the BP oil spill, right? Where it was like the the number of like oil things that had to be inspected by the inspectors. It became like like. I forget how many hours it was to do a correct inspection, yeah. but you would need to be doing it like at triple speed to <laughs> inspect the number of like oil drills that they're expected that you're expected to do with like in a normal work week. So it's like you need to be going three times faster than what you're supposed to be doing to inspect it safely. So it's like obviously these guys are probably like looks good on the old oil rig, and then like off to the next one because they don't have fucking time to do it properly. So it's like. I just don't get how people cannot see that the like the cost of cleaning up stuff like that is so much worse than like, the cost of inspecting yeah, it properly. Yeah, exactly. But not, you know? not just the cost of cleaning up stuff, but it's just like if you want to take like a way more sinister approach to it, like you can just be like the fucking like the damage to your like your PR and your everything. Yeah. Like even if it was just like no big deal and you just fucking wreck the environment and that's no big deal, you're like it's just good business to not fucking get in, get in the, the news. news for yeah. making a natural disaster. Like, except there's no PR for these guys. They're going to have a company. No, they're a transport company, and they offer the cheapest transport. No oil company is going to be like, oh, you've got a bad image, MMA. We're not going to use you anymore. GSP We're going to pay really more. Up. <laughs> MMA has got a bad image. The octagon is getting too violent. <laughs> no, but they are now, though. Like, there's going to be people fucking picketing MMA or whatever, and, like, that's... Who cares? Why, why on earth would MMA care? I would care. Well, hopefully it'll put them out of business, or or at least force some kind of change in the environmental regulations. That, that's that's the only thing that's yeah gonna, that needs to happen. Actually, what needs to happen is getting a government who actually gives a shit about the environment. And, any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, gives a shit about any of this stuff. The fucking <laughs> spy being spied on by U.S. fucking government agencies and yeah, like, that, blowing that, up our country. That's the other thing. It's the same thing that fucking. I mean. Like Seriously, it's, it's, there's a copy of all those nasty emails you sent your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I should get those. Yeah. That was an awkward all, laugh. All, <laughs> all of your, your, your text messages, all of that shit goes through the internet. All of that shit gets picked up too. I that voicemail. The voicemail that I deleted by accident. Yeah, yeah they have it. I want it. <laughs> um, yeah, That'd no. be amazing if they were a public service. You could just request <laughs> shit like that. Like, just head, I, da- head down to the library. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure I drunk dialed my ex-girlfriend last night. Can you guys bring that up? I want to know if I really embarrassed myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it's like I said, it's the same thing with, like, on a smaller scale with, like, the BP oil spill, where it's just, like, I don't understand how, I mean, if, because obviously the corporations aren't going to do it themselves, because the corporations are going to fucking work on the cheapest. That's their job. You can't fault them. Their job is to make money at the, and... Doing that means being as cheap as possible with regards and to all this shit. Like, but then how do these fucking regulations get passed exactly. that allow them to be that dangerous? It's or, like, oh, God, this, this is, is the worst trees one. Trees don't have lobbyists. The, yeah, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, have you heard about this? This is fucking great. So this is, this Pacific, a whole bunch of Pacific co- uh, countries are getting together to make this trade agreement. Okay, so like Canada, the U.S., but a whole bunch of like Chinese ones or, or like Southeast Asian con- countries. I think Australia is in there. It's all happening. It's a trade agreement that's being done behind closed doors, which isn't necessarily like sinister in and of itself because most trade deals are because there's you know international agreements. They don't want to piss off the Atlantic groups at the same time, whatever. Right. And they want to be able to talk freely 
without getting everybody all pissed off. So, like, I buy that. But apparently there's, like, 40 or 24 or something clauses inside of this agreement. Six of them have to do with trade. The rest of them have to do with altering the rights that corporations have when going to sue nations. So it's talking about setting up these situations where, like, Canada will have environmental rights saying, no, you you have to have X, Y, and Z standards for the the garlic that you're importing into Canada. China is going to say, well, your standards are worse than ours. They're making... They're costing us money and then suing the Canadian government to either change the standards or to give tax write-offs to the Chinese companies importing so that they can compete more fairly on the thing. The end result, everybody who's like heard about this thing, you can and just like look it up online. Everybody who's, who's gone in to try and find any details about this thing, it basically looks like they're giving all these like companies with the power to sue countries for profits. It's like... And, w- and ultimately... You know, if countries want to avoid getting sued, they'll need to like lower their standards so right. that they can match China's awesome standard for vegetables. Yeah, and and there's a lot of stuff that we we should be really fucking scared about. For example, like we don't have the the BSC uh, bovine growth hormone in Canada yeah. because Monsanto tried to bribe our inspectors, and they fucking went to the Canadian Environmental Regulatory Group and were like, "Hey, we all got bribed to fucking let this stuff in." You know, yeah. we don't. We're not sure if it's really bad, but we're pretty sure it's bad now. <laughs> and um, all of Europe also said no bovine growth hormone. As a result of that, in Canada, that shit's going to come into Canada when fucking this thing goes through. It's true. Yep. I've never your seen ba- John so animated. I was like, your baby's a little on the big side. Bovine growth hormones got. Oh yeah, injected yeah. straight Inject in there. It. No, we're just just feed giving him glasses of it. Yeah. <laughs> just giving him big tall glasses of bovine growth hormone. You're gonna be, you're gonna be a linebacker. Have you heard about the rise of the GOMAD diet in rise people? Of the GOMAD. GOMAD. People who are bulking really heavy in the states do this thing called a ga- GOMAD, which is a gallon of milk a day. You wonder fucking why? Because there's goddamn cow growth hormones in that shit. I was gonna. Say- I was going to say, have you seen the videos of Gallon Smashing? Yes. You see the guy who broke his jaw? <laughs> I have such a hard time. Like, I was like, okay, this is really The stupid. guy who broke his jaw is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> but, like, it's really, really stupid. But I can still, like, I, it's super funny. Like, these guys are just fucking idiots. Yep. It's like the worst thing. It's like a, a first world with <laughs> Sophie. Here's what the story is. This is gallon smashing. You run into like a convenience store or a depot or a grocery store. You pick up two gallon-sized things of milk, like you're going to buy them, and then you throw them on the ground and they break and you run away. Ha! No, no, no. No. What? You are greatly oversimplifying the art of gallon smashing. There's no. That's, that's what exactly. you're supposed to do okay. is you're, spo- really you're supposed to throw in. it down when nobody's looking, and then you're supposed to make a big animated show of slipping and falling around in the milk. All the best ones yeah. have the guy going like, like falling, or <laughs> falling and standing and falling and standing and rolling around. People trying to help him up, and then I'm like running on the spot. All the best ones include that element. Yeah. And that's the part that I think is funny: is no. the guy just spinning around in the milk. No, the best one is the guy, the guy who tries to do it. Yeah. But the gallon of milk doesn't break, and it bounces back up and hits himself in the jaw, and it <laughs> breaks his jaw. <laughs> I saw a different breaking the jaw one, where he like tried to run away, slipped in the milk, fell, and then he just <laughs> like, fucking lies there because he literally shattered his jaw. <laughs> oh, no. That's where it bounced back and yeah. nailed him in the face and it drops. <laughs> See, that's oh, good. That's yeah. good entertainment. In all these cases, I like videos I want to watch. You know, you know what, guys? I like my rock. You guys can make fun of me all you want, but I fucking love Sophie's living like, under my rock. Sophie's like, I don't want to go out there. <laughs> nope. It's just people fucking wasting milk. Because yep. this is like the evolution yeah. of... Uh, and then they post it on YouTube, and the NSA downloads a copy and keeps it. 
It's an evolution of planking. No, 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 because what was the, the thing last year where people just poured milk on their heads? Yeah. <laughs> they just come out of the fucking definer and just pour milk on their heads. And I was like, no, that, I did, that I didn't think was funny. Gallon smashing, I'm a little more on board with. Whatever. It's still incredibly wasteful and incredibly oh. stupid. And just, if you work in a dap, it sucks. <laughs> but if you edit it really well and you throw some dubstep in there, you got yourself a million views. Sure. It, I, you know, I kind of like appreciate coning a little more because at least then you're only messing yourself up. Coning is where you drive into a drive-in where, and you're like, hi, McDonald's, I would like three uh, ice cream oh, cones. And then you, like, grab, when they reach out to give it to you, you grab the ice cream off the top of the cone. <laughs> and go, like, thank you. And then drive away, yeah. And then you just, like, film the reaction of the person at the window. Random weirdness with the cones. Yeah. yeah See, that's funny, but at least, like, you got to clean your hand up. Yeah, exactly. And if you get ice cream, it's in your fucking car. <laughs> So 9 to 5 supports coning. Yep. Less not, gallon smashing. Not gallon smashing. I see. Planking's okay. Planking, yeah. Mm. There's just... Lying uh, down in funny funny places. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not even that clever. It really, there's nothing clever about it. It's just they got bored and couldn't think of anything else to do. Yeah, but like, there's some yeah. things that are... Like when the guy planked a lion, like a sleeping lion. That's intense. Yeah. That's like, that's hardcore planking. <laughs> the guy on top of like the 300-foot radio tower... Yeah. Uh, and he was like, mm. yeah. Like intense planking, but just like, planking always looks like napping. Yeah, napping's exciting. That's hits <laughs> that's, on YouTube. Exactly. Let's invent the new YouTube trend napping. <laughs> <laughs> no! Well, it's like the cinnamon challenge. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. No. Oh, I've seen people do that. That's so dumb. The cinnamon challenge is like, it's doubly funny. I feel like I might have talked about this. I know I talked about this in real life. I, I apologize to our listeners if I mentioned this before. So the cinnamon challenge is where you eat a tablespoon of cinnamon. Yeah. Just at once. And obviously what happens is you're like, and you're like, you can't, you can't do it. It'll explode everywhere. You cry and it sucks. And apparently there was a couple people that like even ended up in the hospital, whatever, because it was like, it's so coarse that like the hacking of it, if you like shoot it through your nose, you can like actually like fuck up your... Well, and it dries out your mouth because it's like powder. So it instantly absorbs all the spit that you have and you get it in your throat and it sticks to the sides of your throat and it's cinnamon. So it fucking burns. And you you get that in your nasal passages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can like, you can do some actual damage. But anyway, so I was watching um, The View on one of my coffee breaks. You were watching The View. On one of my coffee breaks. It was on TV in the break room. How appropriate. Yes, watching the view on one of my coffee breaks in the break room. Yeah, and they were they were like trying to like give a warning about this fucking the the, the video the cinnamon challenge. And, but they're showing the cinnamon challenge on the video in the back, and the audience is just cracking up. <laughs> like the entire audience, like it's fucking like Whoopi Goldberg and like that lady and whatever else like that, being like, "This is a serious thing." And you see like people like shooting cinnamon out their nose. The entire audience is just like roaring, and they're like, "No, I don't know why you're laughing." And I'm like, "Cause it's amazing." Like, they're laughing because it's hilarious. But yeah, cinnamon challenge. I wonder how it compares to the people who try and eat naga peppers, like the Butjalokia spiciest pepper in the world and I know there's one more spicy but whatever it's like a like a 16 million Scoville pepper that Scoville's the scientific measurement for spicy yes yes it is today on 9 to 5 entertainment system you learn what a Scoville if, is if I remember correctly just for comparison a like like a glass of water will be zero Scoville eating like pepper I think is like three a habanero is 8,000 and these Naga Buchalokias are like 11 million so imagine Boy, something caliente. that makes like a habanero be like nothing. Be like the difference to a hab, a hab like the difference between a habanero and a glass of water yeah. is less than the difference between a habanero, habanero and, and the, the buccalokia. That's fucked up. 
Anywho, there's tons of videos of people eating these things, and it's seriously like you eat it, and then you're like in for an hour of horrible agony in your mouth, and then later <laughs> you get the horrible agony again coming out the other end. Can you just imagine sitting on the toilet and crying? You're like, I can't imagine that. I can imagine that. That'd suck. I don't know why people do these things. I hits. don't get it. They do it for hits. <laughs> exactly. It's like they do it for the views. Maybe someone will see this and put me in their movie. No, I don't see that happening. So crossing over into political activism back into the geek sphere, uh-huh. uh, Ender's Game, the movie. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Hang on. Real quick. I actually have an even better tie-in that you can do this. All right. This, the storyline, the NSA thing, is actually happening in True Blood right now. Really? Yeah. Because uh, they... Spoilers. I only just watched the first episode. Anyway, spoiler yeah. alert for True Blood. It's in the first episode. It's still sitting uh-huh. right here. Yeah, and whatever. <laughs> just close your ears. That's it. <laughs> I think they even do it in the first episode, but they start to enact it a little bit later, where they make like the Louisiana like Vampire Act or okay. whatever else like that, where they remove the human rights from vampires. Really? They're like, yeah, they're like vampires are just not humans; they're just fucking killing humans and all that stuff. Because if you remember from the last season, yeah, uh, they blew up the True Blood factory, so like vampires are like now back. Uh, they, they have to go back to hunting people. Exa- exactly. So it's like now everybody knows vampires exist. And there's no, like, safe way for them to feed. Right. Like, or, like, non-human impacting way for them to feed. So they make the, like, Louisiana, like, vampire act. So vampires are no longer humans. They're basically just, like, animals and all that stuff. But since... And then... So that's, like, a big problem for the vampires. But then when they touch on it a little bit later, it's really only just one line of dialogue. So, spoilers. If you're, yeah. Eh, yeah, yeah. Is the fact that because you can't really tell humans, apart from vampires... You subsequently have, like, given up all these crazy human rights because they're just like, yeah, we're just going to fucking search your house to make sure you're not a vampire. Because vampires don't have rights. And, and we have we, to make sure. <laughs> but, and, but since we can't differentiate humans from vampires, you're also losing all your human well, rights. Well, they could take it back to being medieval times. Like, they could set the person on fire, and then if they... Just to see? And then, well, well, put a stake through your heart, and if you explode... If you explode, then you are a vampire. And if well, not, you'll go to heaven. Isn't, didn't True Blood use the UV lights? They've used UV lights. Like oh, yeah, they totally before. have. They could run around with UV light guns or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're human. Yeah, you, you didn't explode the flames. She weighs as much as a duck. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, but you, don't need She's a, a witch. but you don't need a warrant to enter the person's house and whatever else like that because maybe and you're hiding vampires. And vampires don't have rights. So it's like... I don't know. I thought it was kind of like... I was like, oh, there's... Was like, you're not seeing it's topical. Doing. Good yeah, stuff, uh, exactly. True Blood. Like, well played, True Blood. Then there was some fairy stuff and I was dumb. Anyway, right, Ender's, so Game. Ender's Game. I'm pretty sure we talked about this already, but there's been some more... Drama. Elements, right? Like, hey. as, as it's coming up. Hang on, though. Scott? Hey, Ender, can you... Ender, tell me what is it? Ender, Ender come on, Ender. Okay. Ender, what? Do you want... I'm being Harrison Ford. The penitent man. Penitent man. Penitent man. Penitent man kills the formix. Penitent man kills the formix. Ender, you have no idea what they're saying. imitating Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's mumbly acting. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of that in Ender's Once Once he turns 60, he stopped enunciating. Oh, poor guy. Is it a heart problem? Enter if you play I the think game. it has something to do with sleeping with Callista Flockhart. Come on, I was going to say, it had to do with ha- like having your every worldly concern taken care of mm. since the age of 22. Including speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's been speaking for him since. All right, so there's a bunch of stuff with, with Ender's Game. Okay. Uh, one, yeah. uh, Orson Scott Card released a statement. Please don't, don't go see my movie because I hate gay people. <laughs> Pretty much. I, yeah. I want to read it. Cool. Here. Yeah. This, this, this is a direct quote. This is his full statement. Uh, Ender's Game is set more than a century in the future and has nothing to do with political issues that did not exist when the book was written in 1984. Wait a minute. There was no gay people in 1984? Gay people in 1984 did not want to get married, according to Orson Scott Card here. Continuing. 
With the recent Supreme Court ruling, the gay marriage issue becomes moot. The full faith and credit clause of the Constitution will, sooner or later, give legal force in every state to any marriage contract recognized by any other states. Okay. Two. Very American-centric view of the world. Yeah. Is the final paragraph. Now, it will be interesting to see whether the victorious proponents of gay marriage will show tolerance towards those who disagreed with them when the issue was still in dispute. So, I hate your gay marriage, but now you have to be tolerant and come see my movie, basically. You won, so I don't know why you'd be mad at me anymore. What? Yeah. Yeah, but I really don't remember a lot of gay marriage in Ender's Game. There's none. It doesn't even touch it in Ender's Game. Not so what's his deal? The, he's he made a bunch of statements. Being is there is a gay person statements. making it? No, I don't. What? Probably. No, Orson Scott Card made a bunch of really vitriolic. Yeah, that that I know, but I under, I'm trying to understand how this makes you not want to or not see the movie. Like, does he not want gay because people to see his movie? No, gay people don't want to give him money. Okay, they don't want to support his franchise. I understand. Or or other people who support. You know, human rights. I understand. They're also like, hey, maybe we don't want to give a bigot a whole bunch of money. Like Big Brother 15. Who? That, the show Big Brother, where you put a bunch of people in a house. Yeah, right. One of the, you haven't seen this? No. One of the fucking... It was all over Reddit. Okay. One of the people in Big Brother 15 is, like, astonishingly racist. Really? Like, like can't see black people in the dark... <laughs> like fucking making like the like I'm read your fortune and what there's like an Asian lady there yeah. and she's just doing like bizarre Asian lady impersonations and stuff like she like makes fun of black people on the regular makes fun of the homosexual guy on the regular makes fun of the Asian lady on the regular and you're just like they showed a little bit of it on the TV show to like address mm-hmm. it because like uh, you can watch all the feeds right so it's like people saw some of her like doubly racist stuff on the feeds and it got went viral of right. being like right, right, right. what the fucking shit is up with this girl yeah. so they had to like address it as the producers to be like yes we're aware she's a racist here are other people's reactions to her being a racist nobody in the house is okay with her being a racist right. but that's who she is we're not going to evict her because she hasn't like called out anybody directly she's done nothing like whatever so they're like the house guests are going to have to take care of it on their own or whatever and that's like big brother's stance of the TV show. Anywho, but, I like I, I see where Orson Scott Card is coming from. Like, yeah, he's a crazy bigot and he's written all these shitty essays, but like, Ender's Game is a great story. I hope they make a good movie out of it. Now, to answer that directly, I yeah. have zero faith anymore in this being a good movie based on Lionsgate's action. This is the studio that's producing the movie. Okay. Um, Ender, you have to win the game, Ender. Go on. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Lionsgate, we're going to have uh, an LGBT community event supporting this. We've, we've been a longstanding member supporting these rights. We don't sure, agree with sure. Orson Scott Card's personal things. So they bought, a, they bought an LGBT. Yeah, they gave him a bunch of money for, for that. Okay. Um, this is a direct statement from Lionsgate about Ender's Game. On the contrary, the film not only transports viewers to an entertaining and action-filled world, all right, okay. but does so with positive and inspiring characters who ultimately deliver an ennobling and life-affirming message. What? Have, I don't, Did they read the book? Because <laughs> they've made the movie. And I'm pretty sure the story is about genocide. Using small children to commit genocide. Yeah. Against... Yeah, because you're, you're on the deadline. Race. 
There's nothing life-affirming about this or story. Ennobling or, or, or positive. Remember that time where he kills another kid in the bathroom? Yeah, or the time he kills another kid in the playground? Yeah. Or the time he wipes an entire spe- sentient species from existence? Well, to, to, to be fair, he does. He, yeah, and, and, and also, to be fair, he saves the last queen. Yeah, That's he, true. Almost. He leaves yeah. one, one person left yeah. from the entire race. Yeah, but he also didn't know that he was actually committing genocide. But other people Anywho, okay, whatever, man. That's fucking corporate boilerplate. It doesn't have to be fucking... No, to take no it all I out. think it's going to be a happy ending, the end of Ender's Game. Oh, that's That's, that's what this statement says to me. Yeah. It's going to be hugs and kisses. Regardless, Yay. I'm going to go see that fucking movie, and um, I'm excited for it. I, I really can't give any money. He's to Scott cutting it. I don't know how to feel about it anymore. You huh. could download it legally later. <laughs> sure could. <laughs> Let's all legally acquire our <laughs> films. <laughs> right, now we're talking about geek stuff. Anyone have any geek stuff to talk about? I started playing Sleeping Dogs. That sounds how, like how an incredibly it? boring game. Yep. No, this wasn't, <laughs> a, wasn't this a triple-A title that came out on PlayStation Plus? It, it was a, I'd say like double-A. Okay. Let's not say triple-A. Like, it was one of those, like, miniature sleeper AAA kind of things. It didn't have, like, a mega hype machine behind it the way, like, Bioshock and them do. Right. But certainly big-budget Eidos game, which did okay money-wise. Um, played a couple hours of it. So far, it seems a little bit like GTA, mm-hmm. uh, like, in terms of, like, the open-worldness and stuff. The driving is better than GTA. That's like, not fucking hard. Yeah, I know, but, but it's bonkers when the word auto is in the title and your driving is shitty. Like, but it's been like that since the start. I All know, the but GTAs you should fix like your that. fucking driving engine when you have a game about stealing cars. Yeah. I'm just saying, as a as a general rule, the game is about stealing cars. Have a good driving engine. We know you're listening, Rockstar. I know. Uh, yeah, better driving engine. And it seems, because you basically, like... Just, just for the record, this game isn't actually about putting dogs to sleep or tiptoeing around quietly, dogs. No, but it is about China. Ah. And triads. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. So you play like, you're this, you're this American, like, you grew up in, like, poor, poor part of China, and then you go to the States, and you become a cop or whatever. Your entire family dies in some triad-related area. This is all in the first five minutes. Right. This isn't yeah. even, like, major. I played two, three hours of this game. That's it. Uh, killed by the triads, and now you're coming in here as a, like, deep cover kind of infiltrator, because you grew up with all these guys who ultimately grew up to be gangsters. In, uh, in the triads of this group called like, the Red Poles or the Sununi or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to like work your way up the ranks as a triad as a, an operative for the cops. Okay. But what's... Wait, do you kill people? Yes. That's interesting. But now here, the, and this is the cool part, is you have like two little meters. You have your cop, copo meter and you have your triad meter. And how you're playing can like fill up one or the other. So like if you don't kill people... And you're still, like, acting like a gangster, your copometer goes up. But, like, if you're, like, if you go into a car chase, but you're, like, careful not to hit anybody, your copometer goes up. Because you have to do the car chase as part right, of the deep right. cover. But if you're, like, boom, you hop up on the sidewalk and, like, nail people, right. your triad meter goes up. So it's, like, it seems that actual gameplay sort of affects what I, I hope. I mean, knock on, I mean, I don't know if this is going to pay off. Yeah. But I was, like, but your gameplay, I think, might actually change the story, where it's, like, when your guy starts to make some decisions that are like pro cop, pro triad, I think it'll like go to those meters to be like, how have you been playing? Which I think would be super cool if it like 
if the decision making is gameplay as opposed to like, do you choose to save the lady or burn the children? Yeah, I was gonna say like, <laughs> you know, it's like, like, <laughs> like it is in all of the other. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like, so if it doesn't give you the decision, you're like, oh fuck, I burned the children. It's like, well, yeah, because guess what? During car chases, you run people over, you fucking shove people's heads into fucking air conditioning units and like murder them up straight up in the fight instead of just taking them down. Like you're playing like a bad person. So like that decision yeah. has already been made through your gameplay choices. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like. I think that's really. Uh, it's like I said, I don't know how much it's gonna pay off or whatever. But you see these little meters, and you're like, oh shit! Like you see, like boop, 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 and like cop stuff goes down when you like do a grisly murder, but your triad thing gets jacked. So you're like trying to balance it between like I want the triads to buy into me, but anyway, I'm not exactly sure where they're going with the two little meters thing. But I find that that's cool. Cool. If gameplay choices impact the choices that like your character makes. I think it's. I think that's a cool area to head, sure. head to. Sure. So far, it seems fun. The fighting's pretty good. The driving's pretty good. I haven't done any sh- shooting stuff. It's just been fights so far. I haven't really had any guns yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so far, fun. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. What did you say that it was on? Sleeping Dogs on PlayStation 3. Place- I don't have it. It's probably yeah. also on computer, I feel. It was, like, it was a big, pretty Maybe. big... Edo st- it's the Edo stuff. Oh, it yeah, gets so pretty big. Probably on Steam. This team summer sale is going on. There's all kinds of shit on there. Oh, is it on there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So is cool. the, the the PlayStation summer sale. There's all sorts of fucking shit on that too. Really? Oh, yeah. I have to check that out. All sorts of stuff. Like um, like a whole bunch of games are like five bucks and stuff. Like not quite. It's not quite Steam sale, but, but they're well, getting there. I don't know, man. There. Full full like AAA titles don't go down to five dollars on Steam unless they're a bunch of years old. Like uh. there's like there's a whole bunch that are fifty percent off. Like you can get the new Bioshock for. Um, for fifty percent off, so it's nineteen bucks or fifteen bucks or something, which yeah, is cool. fine. I, it's a great, great it's deal. Good, yeah. What else? What are you playing, John? Morrowind. So it's the third Elder Scrolls game. So okay. yes, ten years old, <laughs> right up Scott's alley. Sounds great. It uh, actually it is, and I would say it's better than Oblivion and better than Skyrim. Like the 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 graphics are worse. Yes, the Obviously. but the but they like people modded it up, and it took me probably ten years. <laughs> 12 hours probably 12 straight up hours of like trying to get the mods to work of like installing bug Ooh. fixes and patches and overrides and whatever because it's all fan made stuff but um, the end result is a game that actually looks pretty good and um, has like 10 times the depth of Skyrim just like in in brief because I don't want to talk about this too long but they, they're like Skyrim's quests are all like you want you go to do a quest they send you into a dungeon where you kill a bunch of fucking undead guys and then yeah. you finish your quest and that's the whole story like that's as complicated as it gets in Skyrim and even if the game is super pretty and even if it's fun the monsters all level up with you so it never gets harder or easier really yeah and uh, that's it you go kill a bunch of things in the in the sewers and that's the end of it and every dungeon looks the same all the monsters look the same it's boring as shit the Morrowind is like still in the era where they didn't voice every quest line. So yeah. there's, like, thousands of pages of text that you read through. All the characters have, like, well-written scripts and dialogues. There's books everywhere that you can go and read that are, like, not not full books, but there'll be, like, 10 or 15 pages worth of text yeah, yeah, yeah. in every book that's there. And um, and there's just a ton more story, a ton more to do. It's a gigantic open world. Skyrim, like, you walk into, and you're immediately the main character of the world. Like, everybody gives a shit about what you're doing. You're the Dovahkiin Reborn. You're the Dragon Slayer, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, it's the Dovahkiin. In Morrowind, you, like, you show up. You're nobody. There's 20 active factions that are all, like, vying against each other at different levels. And, and, uh, and nobody gives a shit about you. They don't want you there. They don't like you. You have yeah. to, like, work to make yourself likable enough to get quests from people to go out and do stuff. Oh. 
And when you get bored, you just like turn around and walk into the wilderness and the, the land is like gigantic and just like blanketed in monster-filled dungeons, some of which you'll go through and get like seven gold at the end of it. And like the first dungeon I went into on my character, I got a helmet worth 15,000 gold, which is like what? a totally ludicrous amount of money in that game. Like, like shops don't carry more than eight or 900, so you can never even sell it for its full value. Yeah. It's just... Wow. just Random shit everywhere. It's, it's guess what? You went into a cave and sucking a great warrior died there a while ago. Yeah, and you were just lucky. Like it's super fun, super super fun. We were talking about that. Uh, I believe in person. How mm-hmm. I was like, I think that the next phase of those games is games where we have like reasonable text to speech technology. Yeah. Where it's like townsfolk doesn't need a voice actor. It's just a fucking robot, and you can be like, say this line angrily. Yeah. Say this line neutral. Say this line, whatever. And it's like that it doesn't sound like a full robot. So that way you can just like, you can if you want to, blanket the fucking game with dialogue without having to sit there to pay a person to read like hundreds of thousands of lines of fucking dialogue. I, I don't even think the problem is is the paying. It's the fact that like, if you want to whip up like a quest, or like you realize that one of your quests is fucked up now, and you need to change a bit of like, how it works or how it plays out. You can't do that if the whole thing is voiced. Because right. you'd have to make changes to the dialogue. It means bringing the guy back in. So like, stories and stuff have to get written way earlier in the development process, and then right. once they're written, they're, they're locked in, you know? Yeah. And that that's just bad for storytelling. Like, you, you gotta be more fluid with it in a video game. And, uh... I, yeah. I think that I think yeah. that a decent text to speech. I don't think that exists. No, I, I said the next step. I yeah. think it's not there now. Not, not, not even at close, all. But I'm yeah. like for sure it's gonna get there. Like as it is, our text to speech is pretty good. Getting like it's way fucking better than it was like five years ago. Sure. So Windows like, 95 reader. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I think that probably. I mean, if they can fucking, they're starting to like. Fi- I don't understand if they're finding computers that can like emulate facial emotions. Fucking learn when they can fucking read. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Make a computer that can read video game industry, and then... Well, that would be a cool next step. But I think the, the, the RPGs that do this kind of thing that I'm most excited about are all in the indie sphere these days. And yeah, they, yeah. Um, I think they're talking about going back to just doing text or doing, like, for important stuff, yeah, you'll voice it, or you'll voice, like, the first line in somebody's speech, but then yeah. the rest of it is all just text. And I'm, I'm okay with that, man. I have no problem yeah. with that as, like, in any way, shape, or form, playing it as a gamer, but it, that's still deducting from what makes a triple-A title yeah. a triple-A title. It's supposed to be everybody's real and everybody's like, whatever. It's the same thing, too, where I haven't really gotten into any of the fallouts or the Skyrims or whatever, because I'm like, I find those people don't look like people. They're bad at being people. They yeah. have, like, a hard time using doors and stuff. Like, it's just... Their animations are wooden Their animations are weird. Their faces are terrifying. Like, they're, they're, we're, I think we're, like, at least a generation behind where those huge open-world games are, like, completely immersive and... You just buy into everything that's happening in the world because yeah. I found it like super jarring in both of the fallouts, and I kind of stopped. Glitches aside, yeah. Like, and Skyrim the same deal. Got video games? Yeah, I just picked up a new Ubisoft game for the Wii. Really? The sure. Price Is Right. Cool. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand that's that you fun. play The Price Is Right. Can you just go on infinite plinko mode? Yeah. Kling, 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 kling. Yay! Again. <laughs> kling, 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 kling. Yay! You have to unlock Plinko. But Wait, yeah. is it Drew Carey? No, no, it's uh, computer voice. Oh. But it's weird. It's like Price is Right Generations. Okay. So you find a box of VHS tapes, and then it's from all the different Price is Rights from the years. So the studio <laughs> is completely different f- from year to year. The intro is different. But they nailed the, the set design and the games. And, right. You know, Family Feud games like that, too. You can play Family Feud on any of the sets. Yeah. Like, but I don't it's know. like a weird idea to like. That's what we're going to invest our design in. 
You find a tape of Price bet, is Right from 1973. I really bet in the big picture, developing that kind of a title is much easier than doing oh, like yeah, a big yeah. whatever. So. Oh, yeah, no uh, doubt. But they definitely got the spirit of all the games, right? It was, it was a fun little yeah. cheap pickup I got. What I, what I would like, though, is like if the Family Feud one, I just thought of this. But if it was just sort of like 100 people were questioned in the 1970s about this and you're like I don't know this <laughs> okay <laughs> like, that's that's the thing that's super weird though because the prizes are from all the different years okay but the prices aren't a, aren't from those years so like they're all they've all been adjusted okay no but that's what I'm yeah, saying yeah that kind of mix, mixes up the prices uh, right they <laughs> screwed up so it's like you're playing in 1975 and it's like you can win a new microwave oven and you're just like, you're like wait, wait is it 3,000 or is it 75 <laughs> Really screwed up. You got to figure that out. And which is it? Uh, the microwave oven was like six hundred bucks, so it must have been seventies times. Yeah, but it was a seventies microwave. Yeah, right? like it was like all chrome plated, had <laughs> like dials. But uh, do you, when you play against computers, are you like, oh, I didn't win the right guess, and you just watch computers do the showcase, and you're like, no, oh, they don't. They that? don't play the. the <laughs> games. That'd be the, one, the most punishing game ever. You like, yeah. you don't get in, and you're like, oh. Or, or you just watch, then you're just watching the price. Or the, the game always makes you go first, and then the other ones all just vote the number of the the actual price because they don't have to guess. <laughs> goddamn robot! <laughs> Stupid fucking computer. Uh, it's not too hard to get out of contestants' row, but mm-hmm. it's so hard to win on the wheel. Yeah, yeah, because it's just completely random, and they're like, you never go first, and then they get there, and you have to beat eighty cents. You're like, fuck. Yeah, this is not easy. <laughs> Turn down the difficulty, but it's random. I don't understand. Well, there's no difficulty. Uh, I've played maybe three or four hours, so maybe 15, 20 games of The Price is Right, and I've been yeah. to the, the showcase once. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't eat, watch, I've never watched enough Price is Right to even know what that means. What's the showcase? Were you never sick as a child? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I watched it. I didn't really pay that much attention. I never really watched it either. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you go, and they put the item up, and then you guess the money. And yeah. the person that guesses the closest but under yeah. gets to... Goes to the showcase? No. Gets no. to go compete for a game. And then yeah. they'll play one of the games on the, the game show. Right. And if you win, you win that prize. A new car. Yeah. Washer dryer. A lovely dining room set. Yeah. And then the three contestants from the first half of the show have to go spin the big wheel. And you have to get closest to a dollar. Without like, going over. And it's in increments of five. So the person who goes first is the person who has the lowest amount of winnings in the first round. So okay. if you win a car, you go last. If you f- lose your game, you, you spin the wheel first. Uh, you get two spins if you want. So if you, you spin like an 80, after you stop first, and yeah. go stand yeah. on that. But then the next person has to get like 85 or higher on two spins. And if you burst a dollar, you go, you're gone. You're right. done. You go home. And then you go to the showcase showdown where they show you a giant prize of all kinds of different stuff. And you have Usually, to guess the price of that. And then you have to pick that one or another one. Yeah. And you don't go if you, if Do you, you want to bid on this one or you want to pass it to your partner. Yeah. And you don't know what the other one is. You don't know yeah, what the exactly. other one is. And sometimes, sometimes it's like way better. Sometimes it's equal. You win a vacation to a beautiful Victoria, British Columbia. Shit. Yeah. Exactly. Six days and seven nights in Victoria. Yeah. You can go canoeing. And then oh. after you get the big wheel, do you just win it? Or, or then there's another... No, you have to go to the showcase showdown. Okay, and there's another there's game. Two people okay, so what's the showdown? Prize. That's it. They, That's they, it. You they show a big prize okay, and you have okay. to bid on it and, or, or pass it. And, yeah, it's the same, yeah. It goes back to the same game where you need to bid on the prize. Okay. But they have fun games. Like, you have to bid on, like, 
guess the price of like four little things in the supermarket and then you play mini putt based on how close you get to the hole, based on how many of those you got right. It's all in the Wii, so you're doing little stuff, waving it around. Yeah. You have, to, you have to spin the wheel with the Wii. And yeah. it, was, it was fun. It was worth a couple of bucks. It was fun to play with the wife. Cool. So we covered the prizes right as much as we covered Sleeping Dogs. Sure did. <laughs> By Ubisoft Montreal. Weird. Yeah. All right, we're at an hour, gang. Does anyone have something to jump in? Should I mention what happened to me last night? What Whoa. happened to you last night? Yeah, a guy was like, It's so fair, wanna ride! So I'll tell the story myself, Keith. I don't feel so, like I was spoiling the story. It was not at all like that. So I'm leaving Keith's house at 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m. last night and walking home uh, along Saint-Jacques. And there's no cars, no nothing. And, you know, I, I wear jeans and boys' T-shirts most of the time. And, um... I'm not particularly girly. And this guy who's coming off an access road pulls over on in the middle of the street uh, next to me on a sidewalk, turns off his motor, gets out of the car and says, Hey, princess, where are you going? Wow. Yeah. This is not okay, guys. Don't, <laughs> Montreal. don't do that. <laughs> No. Yeah. What, ha- what happened? Were you just, did you just keep walking? Or were you like, go oh, fuck yourself? I, just, I was like in disbelief, and I just looked at him and I said, no. And I kept walking, and he looked surprised and shocked. <laughs> I was like, oh, my Maybe God. Maybe it's worked in the past. If you just like bop him on the nose, no. <laughs> you know what? Bad. 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 I should carry I should carry a water bottle like I do with my cat and spray him in the face. Bad. No. It's like a rolled up newspaper. He'd, bop he'd think it was mace or something though. Like he'd be legit to get freaked the fuck out if you pulled out a squirt bottle or something and ran away. Seriously, if this was America and I was armed, I, it would have been legal for me to shoot him probably. Yeah. Well, that's maybe uh, it was Brazil. Maybe an extremist. It's a bit of an overreaction, but. Yeah. Did, did he like threaten you after, or did he just like get in his car and go? He away? was shocked. I didn't even pay attention. I just ca- carried on my merry way. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I think he, yeah, he drove off. That's good. Yeah, Man, that's shitty. He didn't follow me. I think the fact that I didn't walk away faster than I was walking before yeah. probably deterred him from following me. Like, right. This chick's not even afraid a little bit. Nope. Was he scary looking? Uh, was he like just the dude? I don't know. No, I'm just saying if he got out of his car. Like I'm just saying, like, did he look? Was he like a big guy? With the act itself. Is fucking terrifying for anybody. Yes. But I'm I'm just trying to figure if you or if he was just like a really like, like he was just some guy. I don't get scared by what people look like. So I, I he was some guy in a shirt. He was maybe my height. Uh, okay, no, no. Because I'm just saying it was like like in my head. I'm like, there's two versions. There's like the ultra creeper guy, and there's the guy who's like, this is the most beautiful girl in the world, and he's just yeah. like a really sad nerd guy. Like it's a really a different story if the guy is no. like 120 pounds and and like six foot. One, you know, so he's super wiry and whatever. And or if the guy's like six foot five and deranged and has a crew cut and weighs two hundred and fifty pounds of muscle, that's like a different. Like, cause if, if if this guy's like antisocial and he's like, this is the most beautiful girl in the world and this is the only way I can do it, it's still weird. But it's just like, no, you just made a really big social misstep and that was wrong. Whereas it's a guy who's like, I'm gonna get that. But what if that guy feels the same as a little scrawny guy? No. I'm talking about the guy's feelings. I'm just saying, it's like, that's what I was saying. It's like, okay, fine. The way he said it, was it like aggressive or was he just like a weird He was trying dude? to pick me up. Like, you know, when, when some, some girl walks around through uh, Montreal Nord? Yeah. Yeah, she'll have like a lineup of guys hitting on her and saying, hey, Brenda's Okay, you so going? it was what like, you had he had, a, Why aren't you he had like a leering creeper tone. That's my question. Yeah, he was, he was okay. looking to pick up. How did he know that your nickname was Princess? True. Who knows? That's it beats weird. me. Maybe I must have had a tattoo on my must forehead. Yeah. <laughs> he must yeah. have might have read the comic. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm all famous and stuff because of that, right? Ah. Yeah. 
Totally. So wrapping it up, Fantasia guys. Yep, I'm Yay. excited. If you like 90s, listen to me, John, and probably Sophie and Scott from time to time, depending on what movies they get. Yeah. Talking. Talking. All about Fantasia films. And and writing reviews. Writing reviews. Oh yeah, we'll yep. be able to do that. The nice people at Fantasia were nice enough to once again give us media passes, so Yay. we're going to uh, watch a whole shitload of movies. Carpet bomb the movie with cock and Fantasia reviews. That foreign Ooh. cult monster horror movies, they're, they're coming. Woo! Some cats, some cats, some cats. It's gonna be like Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9 to 5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.